0: My name is Scott Chaskey, and uh, I am going to tell a a story about uh, that takes place in uh, Cornwall, the southwest tip of England, where I lived uh, for about 10 years in the 1980s, and where, uh, after having grown up in the suburbs uh, in, in this country, in the U.S., uh, I went to uh, attend school in, in, in England, and found my way through a kind of fairy tale story, um, which I'll skip over at the moment, to uh, a, a lovely little fishing village called Mausel, spelled Mousehole. I lived on uh, Love Lane. I lived in Lovelane Cottage, Mousehole, Cornwall, and uh, shortly after I was there. Uh, I, I had some interest in gardening, but I didn't really have much experience. But I learned that the uh, cliff meadows, which were very steep uh, growing meadows uh, bordered by granite rock and by uh, fuchsia and privet to keep on the, on the front and to keep the, the strong winds that came across the water uh, from damaging the plants, that these meadows uh, were known as the earliest ground in Britain. And when I heard that, I thought, well, that's something I would like to, I would like to get involved with. And uh, it, I found that there were about three or four gardeners still working these cliff meadows. Um, at one time, before the Second World War, all of the, the first new potatoes uh, and the first flowers, uh, daffodils and narcissi, that, were, that found their way to the London markets came from these meadows. Uh, because they were sheltered from most of the winds, because this part of Cornwall um, is mild temperature-wise, but very rugged uh, when it comes to uh, wind. Uh, And so uh, if you're on the Atlantic side, uh, the, the wind is overpowering, but I lived on the other side, on the bay side. And that side was much more protected, and so um, that's why these meadows were known as the earliest ground in Britain, because this was really the warmest climate in Britain. It was sometimes uh, called the Cornish Riviera, although that's a term that's not that accurate. Uh, anyhow, um, I got fascinated by uh, by gardening there, and I had a wonderful mentor named Edgar Wallace, who had grown up and lived in the village his whole life. And I think I learned as much from him as any, any, uh, any other man uh, in my life, uh, because he, he was um, inseparable from the, the landscape. So when he walked and talked and sang, because he was part of the, uh, the male voice choir, which was a really well-known part of the village, um, he, um, he was inseparable from the granite rock and from the beautiful soil and all of the plants that he, uh, that he had been tending all these years. And so we had a, a, a wonderful deepening relationship, which mostly had to do with planting potatoes. And so we conversed daily. When he was on, he lived in the village, and he climbed up, uh, he called them the mountains. It was rather steep to come up from the village to uh, find his way out to these meadows where he'd grow violets, which were the winter flower. And so from uh, October uh, all the way through until April, uh, he would every day go out to to, uh, cut violets and to pick three ivy leaves for each bunch of violets that would get sent off to London and uh, that was his main uh, focus, but potatoes were his second focus. So every day we'd have a discussion about potatoes. And there was such a ritual involved with potato seed. So this was really my first introduction uh, as a gardener to the importance of seed and how much knowledge uh, uh, learned over centuries was, uh, was part of this tradition. And uh, so instead of just, you know, Finding a potato here and there, and making a furrow and putting in the garden. This was there was an amazing amount of ritual that went into this. So, um, and and I learned this from Edgar. And so we would uh, we would purchase the potato seed with wonderful names. Um, Maris Piper is one that I remember. Uh, they had the Cornish pronounced. Uh, Desiree it was Desiree, but it was pronounced Desiree in, in Cornwall. So there were some of these wonderful old varieties, and um, uh, Edgar knew what each, where each one came from, and what what uh, which one to plant at which time, etc. And uh, and so we would cut the potatoes so that they would sprout, so that they'd be ready to you know grow quickly in the spring, uh, maybe late November or something. So. Uh, here in this country I've been planting potatoes here for many years and we basically you know get in this the seed potatoes and cut them and maybe let them uh, uh, harden over for, you know, a week or so before we plant them, but this was much more ritualistic here. And so then you'd wash the potatoes for, you know, two months or something like that while they're sprouting. And uh, they, were, they were packed in these, um, these crates, sort of each, each seed potato, you know, nestled in there very properly and, uh, and put to sprout. And so then we would plant in late January or early February very early. That was the beginning of spring there, actually. And uh, Edgar would watch. There was another aspect to this story which was very um, uh, fascinating, which was um, each one who was still planting potatoes, each gardener um, who lived in the village, had their eye on the other gardeners, because they wanted to be the first ones to put the potatoes in so that they would be able to harvest the first ones and get the best price, basically. And um, so there was this whole other aspect which added to the story, watching all the other gardeners and then trying to be the first one to get your potatoes in. And then the whole thing of planting the potatoes in these cliff meadows was all done by hand because it was too steep to use any kind of um, mechanization, even a rototiller. And uh, and the, the shovel of choice was a long-handled cliff shovel. It was called and, uh, and I was given my prize shovel by Edgar. And basically, these shovels were so worn down from planting over the years. And made they, Every time you'd plant, uh, at, at the end of the day, you'd take, take the shovel back before you stored it, and you'd wipe it off, and then you'd oil it. And it was beautiful. So taking care of the tools was a really important part of this whole thing. And, uh, and then learning how to make a straight furrow uh, up and down on the steep cliff meadow uh, to plant the potatoes. The, the, the whole thing was just, you know, was r- ritualistic. And so um, Edgar taught me all, all of that. And, um, you know, we'd plant the potatoes, and then it was... Um, Oh, probably. There was always the wonderful, wonderful method of throwing the soil because it was so steep you would basically wear out your back in one season if you didn't learn how to use your knee. So that's what the long-handled shovel was for. And you'd throw the, you'd put the shovel down, then you would leverage it up and throw the soil um, to the side. It took took a while to master that. And um, anyhow, so planting the potatoes, they grow for, uh, it, it's maybe about a 11 or 12 week cycle. Plants, you know, spring up, and um, this was obviously a very rainy climate, with a little bit of sun, enough sun there uh, poking through. And luckily, there weren't uh, there weren't any um, any real creatures to to bother. That there's so many crops that are bothered by insects or you know deer or whatever it is, and the potatoes were pretty safe in these in these cliff meadows. Um, And then, of course, we'd wait until the first ones you would harvest when they were called new potatoes. And new potatoes in, well, in Europe, but uh, certainly in England, uh, were really a delicacy. And the taste of these first new potatoes when they were really the size of sort of a small egg, that's when you'd dig the first ones when the plants were still alive if you wanted to get your potatoes to the, you know, into the village. or send them up country, wh- wherever they wanted to go. You dug them when these started, when they, the plants were still growing, because you wanted to get the new potatoes. And um, I had never, I mean, I'd grown up with potatoes, being uh, the son of an Irish mother, but I'd never seen them treated quite this way. And so um, when digging those potatoes, harvesting them for the first time, and taking them in and eating them, this was all you needed. Potatoes and a little butter, and that was the meal. Ah, that's my memory, Edgar and potatoes and the cliff meadows of Cornwall.